Welcome to Life with Adam and Rihanna, the show where we talk about life, expectations and reality. Hi everyone, this episode we're going to talk about um, how to remain in love while you both change and develop together because something we think and talk about quite a lot is who we were at the start of our relationship versus who we are now. So for a bit of context and anyone that doesn't know, um, Adam and I have been together for almost a year and through that time we've been through lots of things (laughs) and those things have changed us naturally like it does in life. And I remember reading a really nice quote talking about how everyone you meet in life, whether good or bad, you'll pick up things from and then at the end of your life you're a mosaic of everyone that you've met and who have had an influence on you yeah Yeah. and I think Adam makes up a lot of those pieces in me and it's interesting to think about how how you can learn to accept that the person you're in love with is is going to change and will Mm -hmm. always change Mm -hmm. because sometimes you're in love with a version of them that maybe doesn't actually exist anymore no of course yeah uh, I think you always um, you present, um, hey, I guess, the best version of you as a bit of a, a mask when you meet people, don't you? You never, you know, you never got a date and pick your nose. You never <laughs> fun. Do you know what I mean? You always yeah. like you're always there on your best behaviour, constantly making sure that you look nice. Your hair looks good. You're smelling good. Um, yeah, just trying to, you know, maintain this unrealistic expectation of 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 a person um and then yeah obviously at some stage that gets that gets tiring and you can't you can't keep doing that for for much much time at all um and then eventually yeah you start to you know go back to i guess like yeah how you are mm. normally when do you think that happened with us when did you think mm. when you start relaxing and started being more casual about i mean for, the, for um mm, just to put some context on our relationship we I think some people would say we did things quite quickly, mm-hmm. but whatever. So we got together at the end of October mm-hmm. and by the January, by the middle of January, when we were living together mm-hmm. um, Although I think completely. I'll, I kind of want to push back on um, too quickly because it's, it's yeah. relative, you know, how, how to like, for someone, what is the timeline that people are meant to have? Like, I know there's a rough timeline that people are meant to have for doing sort of certain things, but we don't all lead the same lives, don't go through the same experiences. We don't have the same relationships and emotions and, and, uh, and feelings. So I think, yeah, there's no, there's no set timeline. Um, yeah. But looking outside of it with, you know, previous relationships or, or, or people that I've, I've known um, or been with, if I'm allowed to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it definitely would have been, yeah, I'd have been freaking myself. Like, what the hell are you doing? A bit unheard um, of to be moved in together after less than two yeah, after two months. months. Yeah, it's quite quick. Um, um, but yeah, so that's I'm just yeah. I'm wondering when it became easy for us to be completely ourselves around each other. I think it took time, and I think it was uh, several stages. It wasn't all in one go. It wasn't like oh, February, cool, let's all be ourselves now. Yeah, I think it happened in stages where um, yeah, we just got tired of pretending to be these unrealistic. Um, caricatures of mm. ourselves yeah mm. i think i think at some stage we're just like oh god this is exhausting um and it started to slip a little bit and then yeah just just through little things um I'm trying to think of top of my head of something that 
for me was um I guess when we first got together as you do I had a lot of patience for stuff that I don't normally have patience for um and I guess as we started to get yeah more comfortable I started to to feel like I could tell you about stuff that annoyed me have a short fuse I know yeah it's always funny as well the version that I know of you is probably not the version that obviously your work colleagues know of you or that kind Mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. so if I said I don't I don't think you are very short-tempered but if I said sometimes you have a short temper people that know you as people that know you as friends might be like Adam no Adam's so patient no god they'll all go fucking out that guy (laughs) he's always got a short he's just always blowing his lid um it's no funny though as you were talking mm. about that as you were saying that when you're first dating somebody you're putting on a bit of a facade you're the best version of yourself your hair is always for sure perfectly curled whatever yeah i just was thinking why do we do that every single person knows that that's not what life is mm-hmm. every single person knows that and it reminds me of once at university i was in a lecture about i did fashion design and we were in a lecture about why you wear the clothes that you wear and my lecturer was saying, even when you choose to put an outfit together, is that really you? Or the, she said, the most real version of you is when someone knocks on the door of your house and you think, oh shit, I'm wearing my pyjamas. Mm-hmm. That's the most real, unedited version of you. For sure, yeah. The version that you don't want to open the door to, where your hair's in a messy bun, mm-hmm. you've had it in for four days, you haven't showered, you're in your pyjamas and your odd socks. That's yeah. like a very raw version of you. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that every single person has that version, yet mm. no one wants to see any anyone else's version of that yeah. until they trust them. But Because we're all insecure, aren't we? Yeah. Deep down, we're all, we've all got insecurities. We've got things that make us vulnerable that we don't like to, uh, to admit, to talk about. Even now, to say insecurities, to talk about it, um, feels a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's it. And I think when, when we're in dating, when you start to see someone... Um, like you say, you, you're you're noticing that tiny little pimple that you have on your face that no one else has seen until you bring it up, um, because you're going out to be judged. You're going out to sort of try and find a mate, mm. and um, in the old-fashioned sense, um, and you you know that this person's going to judge me. I'm trying to, you know, get external validation from this person. I want them to find me attractive. I want them to find me funny. I want them to have a good time. Um, and ultimately I want to get to that second date and third mm. date and fourth um, because you really like that person otherwise you wouldn't be going on a date with them um, for the most part unless yeah your friends are just been like go on just get yourself out there which obviously happens <laughs> that's what mine did um, that's how I met you yeah <laughs> you have to thank your friends then um, no I'm the lucky one uh, but yeah I think I think yeah you, you put on that facade because you're all insecure um, same as Instagram and we had several conversations about social media and that sort of stuff, you know, on there, you're putting across this version of yourself, you're posting the best pictures and I do it as well, hundred percent, but it's just like, you don't really realize it, but you're just like going for Okay. Which one do I look the best in? Which one uh, do my clothes fit nicely? And which one has nice lighting? All the rest of it, you're looking for those things and you're only posting those of you. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I might be wrong, but I think it comes from insecurity. And I think, um, from from yeah not wanting to be vulnerable and to show people um that side of you Mm. yeah i agree i think in our relationship i think i i quickly felt quite comfortable um i think because so for the first few months of our relationship adam had actually moved away and was coming down to visit me 
So for a lot of the time, I was in my own space, which I think probably made it easier for me to be more natural in that space. Not that you were unnatural, but it's not, mm-hmm. it wasn't your home. Whereas yeah. for me, it was, it was my home for a while. And just on that, I just remembered like something you guys might find interesting. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I came across Yana on, on Tinder, um, that amazing dating app. Um, and I remember coming across Rihanna and just, yeah, love at first sight. I really think it was. I remember <laughs> seeing it and being like, oh my God, like she's amazing. Um, and then I remember had my phone in it ready to swipe and I was like praying to the God, praying to Allah, praying to all the Buddhist God, whoever. I was just like, whoever I can, just praying to them to be like, please match. And I remember going across and just sitting there for about two or three minutes, just staring at the phone going, great, she didn't, didn't match. I didn't um, match with you. But you hadn't seen me. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't that nice, I'd right swipe then. no. But at, at the time I had a couple of dating apps and I hadn't seen you on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually ended up meeting on Hinge which I think yeah. is always a bit of a, a weird one because we used to live in a very, a quite, a, quite a small town where you felt like everyone knew everyone. So you, you'd make a friend and then you'd see someone that was on Instagram and be like, oh, I know them. Like, it was like very much like that. Yeah. And we lived in this town for months without bumping into each other. We went to the same place to do our food shop, even yeah. like going out. Having... Although I think the reason that didn't happen is because working as a chef and working 49 yeah. days... I just didn't have a life. Um, I was either in the kitchen or at home sleeping or doing laundry and catching up all the things that I was meant to be doing um, Yeah. by working ridiculous hours. Interestingly, at the time when we didn't know each other and Adam was working as a chef in the restaurant he was working at, behind that restaurant was a really lovely footpath and a really lovely view of the sea. And I used to walk that footpath probably five times a week and sit um, on that footpath and read my book for probably an hour or two five times a week I definitely walk past it for sure definitely and it's really funny to think about (laughs) think about that um but anyway the reason reason I was bringing it up (laughs) is because you're talking about um how we met um so basically yeah met Rihanna on Hinge matched up um and then Rihanna messaged saying do you want to go watch the sunrise um at beach uh, in the morning um and I think I just finished a night shift. When I saw the message, I think it was probably, um, sorry, an evening shift. Um, well, I say an evening shift, but a full day shift, and it's finished mm-hmm. in the evening. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock when I got in and looked at my phone, um, saying she wants to go for a, a sunrise uh, date. I remember just looking at the phone and being like, oh, God, you're joking. I didn't, like, I've only just got into bed. Um, but, yeah, I guess something above or some high spirit or intuition told me to go and do it. So I went and... Um, had a sunrise date. I remember, I remember knowing that I was leaving. I think in something like three days, wasn't it? And so, yeah. So and, we met on yeah. the Tuesday, and you and Adam moved away on the Saturday. Got you. So so yeah. So basically, I met her, and I remember going on the date and about to go on the date and driving down in the morning, getting out of the car, walking towards the beach, thinking, "When do I tell her I'm moving away?" This is quite like you don't really meet someone, go for a date, and then tell them. By the way, we we're sort of getting to know each other, but. I'm immediately going to be going like, you know, 200 miles away. Um, yeah. And so I remember that being a really funny moment of like, not wanting to leave it too late and be a real bummer, but not want to have it too soon that you're like, okay, well, I'll turn around and walk away then because there's no point. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a down on our first day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really interesting week, that first week we met. So on the first day we met, we went on three dates on that one day and then met pretty much every morning after that. 
just we it was October it was pitch black in the morning because it was very wintry and mm-hmm. nothing was open and we we were both working full-time jobs so we didn't have any time especially with Adam being a chef his full-time job was from the morning until midnight but I was working a nine-to-five so I had some evening spare that Adam didn't so the only time when we could see each other was for about an hour and a half in the morning before we went to work so we used Adam used to pick me up at my house where I was living we used to just go on like drives and just chat for an hour or two before going to work mm-hmm. and that was a really like a bit of an odd dating experience uh, like it wasn't like you were taking me out places like really trying to smooge me and like yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah um yeah I kind of I'm I'm very very good at just forgetting a lot of stuff and then when you mention it remembering things and um I sort of forgot that a little bit but yeah, yeah like obviously there was no time in the evening um and I yeah wasn't going on, on a piss up because I was in early the next morning so we never went out and had drinks or, or uh, went to any nightclubs um but yeah it was really nice to have even a little bit of time with you obviously mm. was smitten and couldn't get enough <laughs> of you um but yeah I didn't I think like, yeah. we, had, we had three dates on that first day on that first because day. I I managed to get um, I had a text from from my chef saying that um if I don't want to do the evening you know it's a bit quiet and I'm not needed um as so I remember seeing that make okay, great let's go and we you know mm. went and got some some tapas and then went to a very nice pub in the evening as well um but yeah a bit a bit of an unusual yeah we, well there's no time to have a, mm. uh, a proper no proper day was there no and I was going very quickly so that didn't help the situation yeah yeah and then you think about the, the people we were in your car on like a windy October morning mm. and think about the people we are now I think that's when you realise how much change and growth has happened in a relatively short time. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's really important. Like, it's nice that we can look back at those times with fond memories, but I think it's also really important that we were not looking back at that time and being too, like, obsessive or envious about who we were then. Because when you first meet someone, like, it's so exciting Mm-hmm. and we definitely keep that excitement going in our relationship but we definitely accept reality as well mm-hmm. I think it's really important like you never said to me like oh I missed that girl that I met on the first day because <laughs> she had really brushed her hair that day <laughs> or you know it was it was like really didn't have all yeah. these all these opinions then no. like, it's better once you know someone with more opinions and more more flaws mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. about them yeah and that's always that's always a bit of a funny one, isn't it? When you meet someone, and you don't really know their beliefs and views and political opinions. It's always a bit of a um, it's always a bit of a sort of shaky area mm. when you meet someone. And you're going, oh god, like hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we both are compatible in mm. that sense. Um, I think I have quite contrarian views about a lot of stuff, so I think. I think I was pleased to know that that we agreed on quite a lot of topics. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that's really good is that sometimes, although we don't agree on things, we're able to um, to give each other space to listen to each other and to communicate, um, you know, our, our views and why we think those things. And I guess, yeah, the lost art of debate, really, and mm. to be able to, to to hear each other and not get um, annoyed or too annoyed or for very long about yeah. stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you know, have a conversation and 
and and get past it. And I think that's really important. And I think I think we've lost that a little bit. And I think especially particularly I think in like relationships or or if you have therapy and they're like um talking about how they're just not listened to and they, they don't feel heard. I think that's one thing, especially even if, if, if I think you're wrong on something, I wanna I wanna know why you think it and I wanna hear your reasons for thinking those things. As I said to you many times, not that I would agree with it, mm-hmm. because I won't just blankly agree with you, um, just to please you. Because I don't think that's good either. I don't think that's uh, that's not honest. Um, but yeah, I, I want to hear your views on things and understand it. Because sometimes I do hear it and I go, okay, I hadn't considered that, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you've explained it in that way. Um, from that point of view, that allows me to understand it a bit better. Um yeah. I think we're pretty good at that, yeah. Yeah, I do think we're we are pretty good at that. But not, not I think to, to our own horn, but... No, yeah, we are okay. Obviously sometimes I think when there are really like emotive topics we get a bit like I do. Speaking for myself, I get um upset mm-hmm. sometimes because it's difficult to hear things when they're either the truth or they go against what you thought or they go against what you've experienced, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But... Because it's like I think part of that is I think it's really tough when you, I guess when you're wrong, when yeah. you think something to be right, because for you to think it to be right, you, you, you've done, you've done a bit of deliberating, you've done a bit of research and you yourself have gone, okay, I've looked at things and then this is how I believe it is. For someone to come in and then say that's wrong or to give evidence or, or to basically, um, even to just come to it yourself and realize, okay, what I thought about that isn't correct it's sort of devastating and um, you sort of have to break down your worldview and how you view things because you didn't think it to be incorrect when you thought it. Otherwise you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought it to be correct. Would you, mm. you you'd say like, if you viewed it in a, in a, in, in a way that was accurate and based in reality, you wouldn't have come to that conclusion of, of it being wrong. And so sometimes when someone turns around and, and speaking of experience as well, shows you something, where you're wrong or shows you where you've not seen the full picture and then you suddenly get a glimpse and go oh, okay that's how it actually is it's really hard on you to be able to um to accept that really mm, it's really shattering yeah 100 percent, because that's exactly what it is it is shattering yeah. you know and you have to break that down and build it back up um and i think to a large part it's actually it's actually shattering a bit of of, of the makeup of who you are yeah um mm. In doing so, yeah. Yeah, which is probably why there's another reason why you change so much as you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because before I met you and before you met me, you were made up of these things. And then since meeting me, maybe your opinions about some things have changed and that's changed a part of you. Or you've mm-hmm. experienced things with me that have changed a part of you. So in some ways mm-hmm. we've grown together a lot. Yeah. But then also in some ways we've like grown individually as well. Yeah, I think you have to, don't you, when you're in a relationship. You know, if I'm not in a relationship and I've got a view about something and, and some um, some partner that I'm with or even casually with would tell me, like, certain views and opinions, I don't have to tolerate that and, and stay there. I don't have to, um, to a large degree, I don't have to change that opinion or view on things. Mm-hmm. But when you're living with somebody, you've got a committed partner, you have to think about their their thoughts and feelings and, and their views. Um and yeah, to some degree, you have to 
I don't know. I don't know quite the right word for this. Um, I want to say sacrifice, but not sacrifice. But um, you have to reevaluate what's more important. I would say compromise. I guess that's, yeah. that's a good way. That's that's there's escaping yeah. there. But I think compromise. You have to compromise on on certain things because you can't just have it your way anymore. Same as when you have like a child, um, and yeah, you have to compromise going out or hanging out with your friends or. Mm. Um, mm doing things because you've got you've got something there in your life that's that's more important yeah. than than that mm. so how how do you think that we've done this how do you think we've we've become good at learning to accept uh, each other as we've grown i think i think love is the main part of that i think yeah. being being very in love with with each other and i don't mean infatuated love i mean truly wanting the best for each other and and um yeah really really caring about each other deeply mm. i think that's a big part of it because it's hard for us to fall out and stay angry at each other you know yeah we can do it for a couple of minutes sure but after like <laughs> even if even if we're not in the wrong about something we sort of turn around and go you're not feeling okay oh, i'm really sorry come here like and yeah. we want to mend that which i think is very important um and i also think being able to communicate with each other and to be able to to hear each other, especially when you don't want to hear each other. Mm. Because when you're angry in an argument or what have you, sometimes you don't want to listen to what that person's saying because you're too emotional, you're too pent up in, in, in being annoyed about how could they do that? How could they think that? How could they not help me with this? All the rest of it. Um, that it's quite hard to hear. And I think it's taken us several stages of communication to get that. And I think we're still obviously working on it. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's yeah, I think we spoke about this before and he said that if, as long as we can communicate about these things, it's okay because then we can communicate to each other how we're thinking and feeling and what emotions we're going through um, and whether they're valid or not. Sometimes we've been like, okay, that's a good point. I'm really sorry. I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Um, and I guess that's part of, you know, not having an ego and, and being, okay, am I right or wrong? Um, sometimes we've said things out loud to each other when we've both been angry. And then as we said it out loud, we've realised we've been a bit ridiculous and sort of smirked and then yeah. smiled at each other and then we sort of tickled <laughs> each other and then just been like, come on, stop being silly. And yeah, like... I was just I was just thinking that as you were saying those reasons, I was thinking also something that we've learned that I, I think you've learned to do especially well is I, I'm I'm quite an emotional person and like a physically emotional person. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing, but yeah. I'll often cry at, at things. Mm-hmm. Not hysterically, but like I can't stop a tear from falling. Except when I throw a spider at you. <laughs> Different story. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes when we're having those difficult conversations and you're learning to accept things that have changed and things that you feel, it's sometimes it's easy for you, I think, to to notice when the conversation's gone too harsh or too far or upset me. Mm-hmm. Even that's not, not a justification for not saying what you feel, but it kind of make it brings an awareness to what the ability of that at the time is. Like some sometimes I'm just I wouldn't be in the mood to hear something mm-hmm. like that. Like we always say to each other, "Can we have a deep chat? Like, can we talk mm-hmm. about something deep now? Like, because mm-hmm. that's something else that's really important. There's no point talking to each other about things that are highly emotive if you're not in the space to have that conversation because the conversation mm-hmm. won't be productive. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're irritable you're tired, you don't want to listen to that, you want to put on your favourite movie and relax and not think about things. Mm. Whereas sometimes you're like, I'm feeling something so 
powerfully, I need to talk to him about it. Yeah, sure. And I, think I was just, when you said that, I was thinking about how sometimes you said that, you know, you, you want to watch a movie, you're not in the right headspace. And there's a balance there with like, being like, listen down and like, I'm really not in the headspace. That, like, can we just sleep on it? Can we do this tomorrow? And also being like, okay, you know, I want to just watch a movie. I want to just leave this for tonight and talk about it tomorrow. Um, but understanding that it's it's too important not to. And I think a lot yeah. of that is probably in, in how you, you know, how you how you come across and say, I want to have a deep, oh, can we have a deep chat? You know, I think you mm-hmm. can sort of sense when it's really needed, probably just by facial expressions. Um, um, whereas, or just by reaction, you know, you say you want to have a deep chat and I'm saying I'm not in the space, I want to watch a movie and, or, or do something else and then do it tomorrow. I'll see your face sort of like, disappointed, you know. I'll see yeah. it, you know your response, and then maybe you go quiet for even just a couple of seconds. I'm like, ah, okay, um, I know what that means. Um, yeah, which is a bit of a gift and a bit of a, a curse as well, because it's really, um, it's really exhausting sometimes because you are overthinking and you are in overdrive. Um, yeah, about those things. Yeah, I think we are very in tune with each other and we can tell when anything is off even if it's not off with each other just mm-hmm. off in work and an experience and what the, the other ones had that day or something yeah we are very attuned to that which has probably made it easier to create a space to talk about things which makes us accept each other as we change and we grow and yeah all that happens yeah yeah to summarize i think it's um that that's the most important part of the communication of it um and i think if you get to a stage where you don't want to communicate with that person about it i think that's that's time to yeah shut up shop um and, and call it a day because if you don't want to communicate about it um i think to some degree that's kind of code for do you want to resolve it yeah um and yeah if you don't want to resolve it then what are you doing why are you there um so I think, yeah, communication and, and lots of love for each other. Yeah. Um, as cheesy as it might sound and as much as a lot of people might want to gag and throw up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true, though. Yeah, it's, it's true and it's very important. Especially when that love equals such a high level of respect and mm-hmm. value for each other, then mm-hmm. it's it makes everything else easier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think those things... I think part of that is life experiences and childhood um, and values and morals is, is, you know, part of that is to have respect for, um, for other people, other people's views and opinions. Um, And yeah, I think, I think you're very good at, um, you know, you're very unusual person. You are very special. Um, Unusual (laughs) in a positive way, not negative. Um, And I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's allowing at least for me, and we'll probably get into this more, but it, it allows me to sort of feel more comfortable to share more with you. Mm. Um, and and one thing we were sort of listening to previously talking about how some people complain about being being uh, not heard in relationships. I think one thing that you're good at is is genuinely listening. And I think sometimes in the past I've had problems with talking to people about things, and you know, just in the business of life um, and what they've got going on themselves. Um, they've not had the space to to hear it um and i can almost see sometimes when you talk to people you can see that they're not really 
listening it's not really going in a lot of the time they're just waiting to speak um it's something i'm very aware of and i think i'm quite good at listening to what the person's saying understanding it processing it and then replying um but i think for the most part it's kind of automatic for a lot of us to to especially in the heat of an argument as well is to not be hearing what the other person's saying mm-hmm. just be preparing our reply preparing the attack um yeah. So I think, yeah, being, being very attentive listener is, is really important. Yeah. So I think through love, through listening, through communicating and through accepting a lot, mm-hmm. that's how you can. And compromising. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you can love each other through all the change and growth that you go through together. Yep. And yeah, I think that kind of brings it to a close a little bit. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation. It was a bit rambly, but um, I had a good talk with you then. That that was that was really that was nice. Good. I think that this was literally like a cheap therapy session. Yeah, maybe just a cheap Amazon microphone, <laughs> free software. Um, yeah, it's like therapy. But hopefully that helps some of you, um, or you enjoyed listening to that. Um, if you did enjoy it, please feel free to like subscribe i don't know what you do on spotify all that all that gubbins give it reviews go on apple give that a review or wherever you're listening uh to um yeah thank you so much for listening yeah we'll see you next time bye guys